Side Hustle Show 124, what I've learned and applied from 50 awesome entrepreneurs, part two. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show, where aspiring part-time entrepreneurs learn how to turn their side hustle dreams into reality. Because your nine to five may make you a living, but your five to nine makes you alive. And now your host, Nick Loper. Hey everybody, Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show. This is episode 124. It's what I've learned and applied from 50 awesome entrepreneurs. This is the uh, second edition of this title of show. I first did it for episode 50 uh, back in 2014, which was my uh, my first solo episode. And the idea behind this show and and that last one is taking the meta advice. The, the So at the end of the show, I ask, hey, what's your number one tip for Side Hustle Nation? And, you know, combining those or kind of itemizing those out to see what kind of patterns emerge, uh, which ones kind of stand out from the rest. And in there's a lot of diversity in the advice, but in the in episode 50, there was something looking back over the first 49 episodes, something that came up over and over again. And when when that happens, I think you know you ought to pay attention to it, right? So three common themes um, for from that episode were number one, just do it, like just just get started. It doesn't matter. Just do it, right? So that's probably the most common uh, bit of advice that you'll hear, and that was common in this next uh, in this next round of, of interviews as well. Number two, uh, a year ago, was kind of to adopt the, the lean startup mentality, which kind of goes in line with just do it. But it's about you know putting something out there, testing, uh, iterating on that, getting feedback, and then you know refining your, your product or service from uh, from there. And the third the third tip from last year was kind of to build your team, to build your network, to um, to to you know, build it, build an awesome uh, community or, or network of people around you, uh, both helping you out and in terms of people you can help in in your network. So I thought that was really valuable advice. And then I offered up my number one tip. Like if someone flipped the mic on me and asked, "Hey Nick, what's your number one tip for side oscillation?" and I gave, "Hey, find your why. Why are you doing this? What or what are you working towards? You know whether that's." Um, you know, more more freedom and, and flexibility in how you spend your days, how you, you know, to spend more time on your family, go on epic adventures, uh, whatever that is, you know, working on something you care about, you know, to find your why, because otherwise it can be hard to find the motivation to, to continue working on this stuff, because it, it's hard. Um, so this, this episode focuses on the, the the number one tips from my next 50 guests, so kind of a meta episode uh, to do that. Some some of the themes that came up again, uh, just start, uh, just just start today, just do it. Um, more so on this these next 50 episodes, I did hear uh, about building your email list um, that came up more so than than build your network. So maybe there's a shift towards uh, towards doing it that way. Um, but I want to call to attention some of my favorite nuggets from the the number one tips the last 14 months or so on the show. And if you stick around to the end of the show. Um, you'll have a chance to uh, to win a free side hustle strategy session with me. So let's get into this. The first tip, this comes from episode um, 51, and this is Alex uh, Ganadinik, who is a two-time guest on the show, and he gave the advice to 80-20 your efforts. And so, I, like I mentioned last week, I just finished reading this book called 80-20 Sales and Marketing. I've kind of been geeking out on this stuff for, uh, for the last uh, couple weeks. But this is, this is the idea of really doubling down on what's working. And in Alex's case, 
it's been, for the last year or so, I've kind of watched him really double down on his Udemy efforts. And so he went from, I think, three or four courses to probably more than 20 different courses now. And he's, you know, partnering with different people to make different content that he otherwise, you know, would never be able to make. And he's, you know, figuring out their ranking algorithm. He's figuring out how to make sales. He's turned that into, you know, his main focus of, of his business for last year because it was, hey, you know, this is where I'm seeing 80% of my results. And, and so it absolutely makes sense. In my case, it's probably been the podcast. You know, the podcast has been, the show has been the number one growth driver. And so I've, you know, added episodes, added Friday episodes, added public coaching episodes, and really trying to focus on, you know, what's working, you know, rather than trying to reinvent the wheel or, or as, as challenging as it is not to try other projects. Hey, this one is uh, still seems to be doing well. So let's focus on that. The next bit of advice I have comes from uh, John Acuff, who said, don't be ashamed of fear. And he also gave, gave the quote or the soundbite or the tweetable, uh, average is a life less than you're capable of. So I asked him, hey, you know, because that's the subtitle of one of his books, like, hey, you know, escape average. And I say, John, what's average? He says, average is living a life less than you're capable of. And if that doesn't hit you like a slap in the face, I don't know. I don't know what will because it's like hey, we're all we're all living a life less than we're capable of. I think. I mean, we're always. At least I feel like we're always capable uh, of more. And so that's kind of uh, awakening, I guess, for, for me. Like, oh, what else? What else should I be doing? What's my highest and best use? Uh, how should I be spending my days more so than uh, more so than what I'm doing today? And and not to be ashamed of fear, because the the reality is we still deal with fear every day. Like I am fearful of, of a lot of things, mostly of, you know, projects failing, people not liking the stuff and you get, you know, haters coming out of the woodwork and it's, you know, that stuff can be intimidating, but you just kind of have to learn to push it, you know, push it aside and push forward. And it's just like, don't, don't be ashamed of fear. Like it's okay to be afraid. Everyone deals with this stuff. So I really liked that bit of advice. Uh, Jesse Krieger from uh, from lifestyle entrepreneur, he, his advice, his number one tip was to take action and to take it one step at a time. And you know, the take action kind of falls in line with that just do it theme. But the one step at a time, it was was really useful to me. And I'll give the example of like my new Amazon FBA business. It's like I don't really know what I'm doing. I don't really know where this is going, but I know the first steps. Right, the first step was to create. An Amazon seller account. It's free. Okay. The next step is to download the Amazon seller app. Okay. That's free. The next step is to go to Walmart and see if I can scan some items. Okay. I can do that. That's, that's free. And if I buy something, then it costs money. And then, and then I can figure it like, it's all kind of incremental and you can figure it out as you go. But if you don't take that one step at a time, then you never get there. So I thought that was really good advice from, from Jesse and Scott Britton in episode 64 said specifically, find other people with your same mission. And it's hard to describe how exactly how powerful this is, right? So for me, I worked for years, uh, you know, my home office, and really didn't focus on, you know, building a network or, or making a name for myself or getting out there. Anyways, I went to conferences. Uh, I went to a lot of affiliate summit conferences and met people there but still kind of felt like an outsider, right? It wasn't, it wasn't until, 
uh, a couple shows. It wasn't until World Domination Summit and in New Media Expo in 2014. So World Domination Summer was uh, Summit was the summer of 2013. New Media Expo for me, my first show was uh, was January of 2014. And those were like the first events, like the first big events. I really felt like I had found other people with my same with my same mission, and it was just. Like it was like a light bulb moment. It was really, really cool. Just like the energy to to feed off of of these groups. So you can find uh, find people with your same mission mission either locally, like local groups and and meetups and events. Um, you know, the kind of these national conferences where I've had some some luck in doing that. Even on a, on a very small scale, like setting up a mastermind. You, know, you can find. Um, People to mastermind with in various Facebook groups, Side Hustle Nation Facebook group, for example. I host the Inner Circle Mastermind on a weekly basis. You know, these are the kind of things that can help shrink your your entrepreneurial community and give you the feedback and sometimes the tough love that you need to to hear to to move forward. The next number one tip I have comes from uh, Ryan Finley, the man who who earns a full time living buying and selling appliances on Craigslist. Crazy story, supports a family of seven doing this. He says, the best opportunities are found only once you're already in motion. And this is so, this is like so powerful, right? Because I have a tendency, you know, to want to sit back, wait for that one lightning bolt of, a, of an idea and say, this is it, right? But there are dozens of examples of this, even in my own, even in my own career, right? The, the best opportunities aren't found until you're already in motion. Like with the shoe business, had I not started with these dumb little, you know, text link ad, like two line text ads, never would have had the idea uh, or the or the validation to build the the entire website to build the comparison shopping engine. Like my my, my failed uh, wine gifts site actually led me to starting another project that has turned out to be really profitable just by virtue of like doing research in this uh, you know in the wine space I've, i came across another site like, man this guy has got a really cool uh really cool business model really cool setup let me see if i can rip pivot and jam this um credit where credit is due lifestyle business podcast tropical mba to uh, to another vertical to another niche and then even with even with stuff like like the book launch, right? You know, if you if you're writing a book that leads to some perceived authority and new opportunities and all this stuff, but like Ryan uh, like Ryan said, you know, the best opportunities are only found once you're already in motion. So I think the moral of the story on that one is to get moving. From Carrie Smith uh, from CarefulSense.com, she says you are your most important asset. So put yourself first and invest in you. So this invest in you is, uh, I think, really, really powerful advice. And it's cliche, right? But you know, rather than we think about investing, oh, I'm going to put, you know, I'm going to put ten percent into the stock market and I'm going to let it ride, right? But like, how often do we think about investing in ourselves? Whether that's just time to relax at the end of the day, um, you know, time to take care of our bodies, to work out. Like I'm reminded of the quote from, uh, I think it was in uh, the One Thing where you know the author says hey if you don't take care of your body where will you live and this is one of my favorite quotes just i don't know i'm i'm some uh going to the gym working out is like the first thing like when i get super busy it's the first thing that i ax off of my to-do list and i hate myself for it because it's like really really important in fact richard branson has famously said 
his number one productivity hack is exercise. So investing in yourself in terms of you know your your time to recharge your health, you know reading, um, you know investing in your education, whether that's you know learning what you need to know, taking the time to study this stuff, but balancing that with with taking action, right? So it's all it's all a fine line. The next bit of advice I have comes from Jay Massey, who uh, runs Cashflow Diary. And, and we did an episode on, uh, on real estate wholesaling. So he said, once you get started, stay started. Focus on your IGAs, your income generating activities. And one thing that I found that I've started to do is, so I, so I have my gratitude journal. At the, at every evening, I get an email that, that asks me, hey, what are you grateful? What did you get done today? And what are you grateful for? Like what I could start asking or what I should probably start asking is, what did I do to make money today? What assets did I build today? What what value did I deliver today? Like all of those, you know, help put the focus back on that income generating activities. Because I can I can sit around and be like, I'm gonna I'm gonna redesign my website. I'm gonna redesign my about us page. I'm gonna do all this stuff. I'm gonna outline a new book, which I guess you know you could consider that to be an asset. But when you frame it very bluntly, very directly what did I do to make money today? And this comes, I think this was a, a marketing book that I read a, a while ago. And it was like having everyone on his team ask, what did I do to make money for the company today? Right? Which is like a very kind of like a company centric thing. But what did I do to make money for the company today? If, like, if you can't answer that, like, why are you working here? Right? And there, there would be days in my old job. It's like, well, I drove around, I talked to some people, but what did I do to make money for the company today? Not a lot. So I think that's, a, that's an important one, especially for side hustlers. Did you know that roughly half of Side Hustle Nation hasn't started their side hustle yet? If that's you, I get it. Starting and building a business is tough. It takes more than just an idea. There are tons of moving parts, and it's a bit like trying to assemble your airplane in the middle of takeoff. Thankfully, our sponsor, Taylor Brands, is helping Side Hustle Show listeners make that leap and make it all a lot easier. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, making sure you have everything you need all in one place. Think of it like your behind-the-scenes partner for things like LLC formation, licenses and permits, getting an EIN, setting up your business bank account, bookkeeping and invoicing, insurance, logos, trademark protection, and a lot more. Taylor Brands helps you handle it all seamlessly. And to get you started, Side Hustle Show listeners get 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans when you use our link. That's taylorbrands.com slash side hustle. Taylor Brands, like a tailor for your clothes, T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A. Ands.com slash side hustle. Start your business journey today with the help of Taylor Brands. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search and hit the ground running with your new hire. But what if you could get rid of the search part and just get matched with qualified candidates? Well, now you can with our sponsor, Indeed. It's simple. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. The matching and hiring platform is trusted by over 3.5 million businesses worldwide to connect with great talent faster. And 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. For my next hire, I'm using Indeed to tap into a talent pool of 350 million unique monthly visitors. And what else is cool is Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets. 
And how about this? Side Hustle Show listeners get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Just go to Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I have uh, this from, from Jasper Rivers from um, from getpaidforyourpad.com, the Airbnb guy, says, if you are going to make assumptions, you might as well make empowering assumptions. And w- one episode that comes to mind, it was a recent strategy session I did with, with a gentleman, kind of a baby boomer generation um, guy who, who lost his job after 31 years in, in, in industry and this this call like stressed me out beyond belief. Um, it, it was just, and the reason for that was the the assumptions he were he was making were not empowering assumptions. Like he, he actually tried to cancel the cancel the strategy session before the day before. Um, he, he said, "Hey, you keep you keep the money. Just I I, I have no reason to believe that I'm ever going to make this work." And it was just like. It was heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking. I was stressed out. Um, he's like this guy had a big, big monthly nut to crack in terms of his lifestyle expenses and his just kind of fixed expenses. And and I posted this in the Facebook group, so some people may be familiar with his story. Um, it was just like I'm like still sh- still like shaken up thinking about it. It was just like every every suggestion that I offered was met with an excuse, and so it was like the opposite of empowering assumptions. Like hey why not give this a shot? And I asked the guy, he's selling like project management services. I was like, well, well, what objections have you gotten? He's like, well, I haven't really gotten any objections. Like, well, if you haven't gotten any objections, if you hadn't had somebody tell you no, there was zero chance that you ever could have gotten a yes. And that, it was just, um, I don't know, it was, it was just, <laughs> it was a scary call. So I got to move on from that one. But make empowering assumptions, right? You got to try this stuff out. If nothing, if it works, if it doesn't, you go back to the drawing board, you, you try again, and just you, you keep pressing on. So it's just, okay, <laughs> we'll move on. Uh, from Jessica Lawler, she says, wake up, or this was her number one tip, wake up earlier and start each day with your most important task. So I will say I have not taken her advice to wake up earlier, but I have taken her advice to start each day with my most important task. And how this looks for me is writing down the night before my top three priorities for the next day and then tackling them in order as soon as I start work for the next day. And to, to be honest, usually there's a little bit of email checking time, you know, first thing, but then it's priority number one. So I get into it uh, right away. So priority number one for today, recording this episode. And here we are at 8.30 in the morning. So it's getting done first thing. The next number one tip I have comes from uh, Joshua Jordison, who did the excellent, excellent episode on uh, hacking LinkedIn to, to generate more influence and, and build your network that way. His number one tip is that all business is done through people to keep that in mind and to give them value first. And there are you know, probably a dozen examples of people have, have built service businesses um, on the Side Hustle Show, and they all kind of have the same... Um, the, the, the same kind of go-to-market strategy, right? Like Brian Harris outlined this really, really well in episode 87, um, where he's like, hey, look, I'm going to find 
one person or company I want to work with. I'm going to deliver them something amazing, totally free of charge. Hey, use this how you will. If this is something you'd be interested in on an ongoing basis, maybe let's get in touch. We'll, we'll work something out. Uh, Carrie Smith talked about, you know, freelancing for these, um, you know, high-powered financial websites, uh, you know, writing for them totally free of charge first, then transitioning to a paid model. Um, you know, Sean Marshall said the same thing, building his marketing business, hey, what, what value can I deliver for free? Even uh, you, even Anarcho Fighter, the, the Fiverr guy with the $10,000 Fiverr sale, it was a $5 gig that he went above and beyond and said, hey, this is what you... Like here, here's the five dollar gig, right? But here's what you really need, right? And it was it ended up being the ten thousand dollar full like copywriting revamp sales page, you know the whole nine yards. But you know never would have made the sale had he not had he focused on purely being an order taker and selling that five dollar thing. You never would have given the extra value that led to that ten thousand dollar sale. Next number one tip comes from Joshua Sheets from Radical Personal Finance. Love what he's doing over there and looking forward to hanging out with Joshua at FinCon later this summer. But his number one tip was to find the actual net profit from your job with the, with the argument that it might be less than you think. So taking your uh, after-tax net income, you know, subtracting out your commuting costs, the cost of eating lunch out with your coworkers, the cost of daycare if you have that, the cost of living in this uh, expensive area if you have to live in in a certain area to do this job. All of this was kind of eye like you you might find you might find that you're making plenty of money from your day job, right? But you might find like, hey, I'm really only netting. 15 bucks an hour from my from my job after I factored in all this other stuff, you know, gas and daycare and all this stuff. So a very interesting calculation to, uh, uh, to go through. So I encourage you, like, where would you live if you didn't have to live here, right? If, you know, he was all kind of about the geo arbitrage, like people don't think about moving and the tax benefits of, of doing that and all that stuff. So it was a fascinating episode uh, if you if you're want to geek out on <laughs> some tax saving stuff. I have... Uh, a number one tip from uh, Jeremy Jacobson, who, if you missed this episode, was how to retire in your 30s. And that he and his wife lived very frugally, saved a ton of money, and now they have the the freedom to basically live off of their passive, uh, you know, interest and dividends, like from their investments. And his number one bit of advice was start today because compound interest is the most powerful force force in the universe. And he was talking specifically about money and investing, which, which is very true, but the compound effect can, can be applied to just about anything else. And in fact, there's an excellent book on, the, on this topic as well. But like, um, I'm trying to think of the, the, with the podcast, for example, the compound effect of doing the show every, uh, of doing the show every week, of, of creating the, the lead magnets for every, for every episode, like so I now have 50 plus lead magnets out there. Like there's a compound effect to doing all of that. And, you know, each one of those is an extra opportunity for, you know, somebody to discover the brand, to, you know, start listening to the show. Even even the compound effect of having written now more than a thousand blog posts. Like all of those are indexed in Google. They're all another channel of discoverability. And, you know, it, it is, it's a slow ramp up, but like, you know, this is, this is the compound effect. That's what's kind of cool. Like it can be exponential as it moves forward. So that's where I'm excited to see where this goes. So later this spring, I had Daniel DiPiazza on the show again from rich20something.com, another repeat guest. And his advice 
was was another kind of common theme, right? To to focus, you know, the, with the, the popularity of the one thing and essentialism, and it actually did a did a show on those two books as well. But his advice kind of echoed their sentiment. He said, "The less I have to do, the more I get done. The less I have to do, the more I get done." And I thought that was really really empowering. Because a lot of people are, you know, running around trying to do all of these things, and we feel we feel busy. We feel, you know, it makes us feel productive. But where are we really getting? And I'll, I'll like, so I used to send out a personal email to everyone who signed up for Side Hustle Nation, and I found the response rate on those were really low, maybe five percent. So I so I stopped doing it. Like, hey. You know, this was something that I had convinced myself was important to do, but it really, really wasn't making an impact. At least I didn't see. Like most people, just ignored it. And I was like, well, that was, you know, that was dumb. This actually took a lot of time. Like I actually wrote a personal note. What I started doing instead was only doing the personal emails to the people who filled out the welcome survey. So instead, when you sign up, oftentimes you'll be redirected to a page that says, "What, um, you know, what's your hustle? What are you working on? What's your three-month goal? What's your twelve-month goal?" Or what's your long-term goal? And then what's what's holding you back? Like why you know, why haven't you done this yet? What what you know what's standing in your way? And you know by responding to those people, and now I have a little bit more intel, a little bit more um, you know advice to go on what they're actually working on. But it's you know doing those those people are more much more likely to respond. And in fact, the majority of the time, like wow, they they were like really impressed. Like oh my gosh, like you actually sent me a, a personal note. It's like yeah, I did. Like I. I want, I want your side hustle to succeed. Come on. And, you know, so that's been a much more effective way, kind of the 80-20 of the personal welcome emails. So another bit of advice that I've started to implement is from Travis Marziani, who we did the show on, you know, getting started in e-commerce. His advice was to write down one idea a day. One idea a day. Can you come up with one idea a day? Like this is your, you make this your creative practice homework, right? And, and this has a compound effect as well because you, as you're looking around for inspiration, you, you'll just find things in your day to day. And so what this looks like for me is, and, and in full disclosure, like I haven't kept at this every single day, but I am keeping a log of everything that comes to my mind for physical products, for business ideas, for book ideas, for blog post ideas, for marketing ideas, all this stuff, keeping a log in Google Docs and the Notes app on my phone. And that way, if I, you know, if I ever have a, a shortage of ideas again, which is never going to happen, like I'll just go back to this idea bank that I'm building one day at a time, pick one and go to town on it. Like you, you I don't know if this story is true, but like, the you remember the rumors of like hey they, they wanted to close the the patent office in 1900 everything that could be invented has already been invented right like we have reached the pinnacle of of human innovation and this is it and and actually just on Snopes I found that this myth has been busted no no, no one actually ever argued this but that's that's the thing like we we look around and I'm very much the person who want is is just happy with like. Oh, this is the shape of my cup. Like I'm not looking at my cup thinking, "Oh my gosh, it would be so much better if it did this." Like, and so I kind of have a hard time with this. And we think every everything that has been invented, you know, everything that could invent it has been invented. But we just know 
that's not the case. Like we're just developing new stuff at an unbelievable pace, and and you could be a part of that. Like if you can figure out, you know, these iterative improvements to uh, to get going on the next thing. So those are some of my favorite number one tips from the last fifty uh, interviews I've done. My my challenge to you is if I flip the mic on you and and ask what would be your number one tip for side hustle nation what would be your number one tip if if you leave me a comment with your number one tip at sidehustlenation.com/124 um, you'll be entered to you'll be entered for a chance to win a free side hustle strategy session with me. So come up with something good, and and like you've heard on on the show before, like some of these are not earth shattering, some of these are not groundbreaking. But just I'm curious to know what would be your number one tip? What's helped you move forward? It can be a past tip from the show. It could be something from your own life. It could be something you just want to share with Side Hustle Nation, and uh, and put it in the comments sidehustlenation.com/slash/124. And we'll do uh, we'll do a drawing or we'll do a giveaway for a free side hustle strategy session. So news and updates uh, before we uh, before we wrap up here. There's a lot of travel coming up in the next few months for me. So I'm headed to Dallas, like I mentioned in uh, in a couple of weeks for a podcast movement. Actually, that's uh, the end of next week. That's coming up right away. Uh, podcast movement in Dallas, Fort Worth. Um, headed to Chicago. Headed to Seattle. Headed to Charlotte for FinCon in September. Um, visiting some friends in Atlanta, and then later we've got um, an international trip to, to Istanbul, to Venice, to Florence, and and all this stuff going on, and, and actually Phoenix later in the year as well. So uh, I hope to host some meetups along the way. So so make sure to <laughs> make sure to sign up uh, to the email list to get notified about those. Right, that's how I'm gonna, or that's how I have been notifying people of the of the meetups as they as they come up. Or as they get scheduled. So um, looking forward to meeting some members of Side Hustle Nation on the road this summer in the next few months. And I do have a few new iTunes shouts for the month of June. First coming in five stars from Kate from the weavingloom.com, an excellent site about um, lap looms, weaving looms. Uh, Kate, thank you so much for uh, for the review. It's been awesome to uh, to work with you a little bit and to, um, to see what you're working on, see what you're building. Um, I've got five stars from Paul Zerlip. Um, Paul Paul is actually featured on the the 500 Days of Cold Showers post today for for taking the cold shower challenge. So, Paul, thank you so much for the review and thank you so much for participating in that. And I also got five stars from um, Jason Bellamy. So, Jason, thank you so much. He says, when a new episode of the Side Hustle Show comes out, it moves to the top of my playlist, bumping other ones already in the queue. So, guys, thank you so much for that. If you have a minute, if this show has brought some value into your earbuds, if you have a minute to drop in a review at SideHustleNation.com slash iTunes, very, very much appreciate it. I think we're closing in at uh, 150 or so in the, in the U.S. store. That means the world to me keeps things going and helps new people discover the show as well. So thank you so much for listening. We've got some really great episodes coming up. You're not going to want to miss them. But until then, let's go out there, make something happen, and I'll see you next week for another exciting edition of the Side Hustle Show. Hustle on. Thanks for listening to the Side Hustle Show at www.sidehustlenation.com. 